School wrestler review. John is hungover. Dylan is high. <laughs> I, of course, am high on methamphetamines. They don't mm-hmm. affect my weight. They make me yes. eat more. Mm-hmm. Please welcome Dylan. Got the only man who had a child and then went. Now it's time to party. Now that I have <laughs> no responsibilities. Exactly. The kid must know what it's like to see an active person constantly, constantly yeah. active. Someone needs to answer that question. Why is your room clean? Because you're not on methamphetamine. Hello, everyone. I'm in San Diego. Myself and fellow comedian Chris Martin decided to go out for a post-show beer. And I will tell you this right now, Dylan. Got right out of hand. Right, right out of COVID hand. There is no way I didn't see this coming. <laughs> There's no way after a goddamn pandemic they allow you to do comedy finally again with no mask as you've been saying this entire time. Don't mask those me. Ma- those do not mask me. That is, mm-hmm. you are stopping my free speech. Daddy made me wear a mask as a child, a metaphorical mask that I wasn't mm. into the theater. All right, and I will not wear a physical mask. Yes, I'll have you. Uh, are we practicing commedia dell'arte? Then there is no reason for a mask. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. I, of course, am Dylan Gott. That is John Hastings. This week, we're uh, no, talking no, about no, no, Cactus no, no, Jack. No, no. I drank so much last night, Dylan. My name's now Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a Harley race joke. Oh, no. So we're not going to get old-timers? Dylan, let's not talk about <laughs> there you go. my uh, diminishing uh, ability to think and, and feel and know who my wife is. Let's talk about Mick Foley's. The reason why Mick Foley definitely is going to uh, pass away younger Closer to age than uh, in New Jack than anyone else. We're talking about Cactus Jack, yo. Also, I want to tell you, I've never felt more hungover in my life than giving that intro. Yeah, of course. You're old and you uh, got drunk. And uh, it's probably been a while since you got drunk, like, happily. Actually, no, you're in L.A., so you're around people all the time. It's not Canada where it's like, oh, it's a pandemic. That means you have to be inside in your hole, too. Alone in the hole. You can't fraternize while you're in the hole. Yeah, get get in the hole and think about what you've done to yourself. Um, we're talking about a man who lives in a hole for a bit. A man that was uh, that once wrestled Tiger Jeet Singh inside a razor blade factory. <laughs> AIDS yep. razor blades. Whoa. Cactus Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't know 90s. they came pre covered in AIDS. It was a very weird factory. Antonio Inoki opened. Okay, cool. That does seem like an Onita match. He's like, well, ostensibly, this is just a regular match, but the blade we give you has hepatitis C. Yeah. No, that Onita is very interesting in that the wrestling has come so far that he went from being on the raggedy edge to like, it's like he's not in mainstream, but he's like, he's where ECW was, not where Onita was when Onita was actually doing that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I forget. He's trying to come back and do something crazy. I forget what it's because now death matches, obviously, AEW is like kind of made death matches okay again. And the dark side of the ring vice uh, thing with Nick Gage did well. So they're like, he's trying to come back with some crazy thing where it's like, I don't know, man. Death matches just make no sense. I mean, Mick Foley made his bones in death matches. That's kind of like, I was trying to come up with an analogy, but it's kind of like when a. A guy from a major motion picture does like an indie movie and it really, really goes well for him and really helps. No, his it's, stock. it's even weirder than that. He's Mick Foley. I mean, especially <laughs> where he, I'm not doing well, but I will get through because <laughs> um, I have this amazing point. It's not like a movie star doing um, an indie movie. Mick Foley starting in death matches and getting to where he is, which is like a man who promotes charities and loves Christmas. It's like he started in German scat porn. And went on to star in a Pixar movie. Like, it's such a what's going on. But we're not going to cover the nice parts. We're only going to cover Cactus Jack. That's right. He's working for World Class at the very end. He's hanging out with that guy who did a bunch of cocaine and founded the UWF. He's in WCW under Jim Hurd and Kip Fry. Oh, yes. And like all great wrestling, uh, wrestling characters, his name started because he flat out stole it from a movie. Kurt Douglas, <laughs> not Kurt Douglas, Jesus Christ. Who's that guy? The guy who loves guns and he's married to Goldie Hawn. It's Kurt Russell, from LA. Bro. Kurt Russell, whatever. 
You would have to love guns if you're if you're married to Goldie Hawn. You know what I mean? Because the creeps would be always coming on your property to jack off in front of your wife. Well, I was gonna say, you've got two attached Gah. to her chest. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? What's attached to her chest? Her boobs. Oh, you're talking about her boobs. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Anyway, so he takes the name from a movie. CWAs were first, and you're hearing the name Cactus Jack. Now, the annoying way we've decided gonna, to do I'm, Mick Foley's career is we're talking about I'm going to call characters. you up on something. I'm calling you call up on up. something. Call me up. Call me out or call, call me up. Pick, pick up the call out phone. <laughs> Dylan, pick, pick it, it up. up. Hello? Hello? Oh, hi. You're a bitch. You're a punk bitch. Um, <laughs> Why do I answer I, that phone? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I thought it was in tribute to his father, Jack Foley, who Mick called Cactus Jack Foley after the movie. So technically, he took it from his dad, not from the movie. If you get one more fact wrong, this podcast is over. I'm saying I doubt that story. I think that's a cute story, but I do think he just took it, A, from a movie, and B, it was the nickname of like a vice president. No. There's no way it was like, hey, you're the first person to ever be called Cactus Jack, Mick Foley's dad. I think that that's what happened. I think oh, okay. all of those. I think that all of those other things are based on on McFoley's dad. Hey, there's a there's a real estate agent in Long Island. You remind me of Vice President. Pardon me, Mister Vice President, but you remind me of a. And I'll have you know, McFoley's dad was a high school gym teacher. If you get what did you even do any research this week, Dylan? Or are you too busy pulling on your pud? Were you pud pulling instead of reading both of McFoley's books? Foley is good. Hardcore Diaries. Have a nice day. Is not official McFoley canon. Everyone knows really? that. Really? Why not? Because um, uh, there's not enough weird, specific, creepy things that he has to say about Melina in that book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like that the first book was like, here's my career up until winning the world title, which was uh, a dream of mine. And then the second one was like, uh, ooh, here's what's like coming back. And the third one was like, I guess TNA and my opinions on what women wear. Yeah, it's that's why the third one's the best. It focuses on the wrestling, <laughs> wrestling companies and in opinions everyone was waiting for. Um, Just like my third book will be, uh, oh my mailboxes God. I don't like by Dylan God. I mean, if you guys haven't read Dylan's first book, gotta have it. It's mm-hmm. phenomenal. All the it's pages the guys come are picking up women and syphilis. Else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, syphilis. Yeah, how to pick up a disease? How to pick up diseases that died out in the 1920s? But Dylan got. So Dylan got. Um, we are doing McFoley in a very annoying way, and that we're doing the three faces of McFoley, um, spaced out. So we've already done Dude Love. I'm putting the sunglasses back on. That's much better. Um, we've already done Dude Love. Now it's Cactus Jack. I would and say one four day- because it's going to be like Dude Love, right? We did Dude Love. Yeah. Cactus Jack. I guess yeah, mankind. you're right. Kind. Mankind and, and then, then Mick Foley because Mick Foley's the sad one because Mick Foley's the one where it's like so Cactus Jack essentially I didn't even realize this before we talked about it but it's like Cactus Jack essentially is his career up until he WWE. makes it big yeah Mankind so this is like the fun part yeah this is the part where you're like oh this is all this is where Mick Foley makes his bones you know what I'm saying yeah basically Mick Foley's career is amazing because he basically became famous within the industry because it was like Hey, you know that stuff you should never do? Well, this husky boy is doing it and then listening to Christmas music and driving around. Yeah, and also like a lot of like, why did he do all these death matches? Why does he, how does he get his name out there? It's like, because he just wants money. Yeah, because it's the weird thing about Mick Foley is that it's like, yeah, he's got a love of the game, but you know what he, the game he's playing? He's playing earn so much money he can retire at 33 or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Never spend any money. I'll sleep in the car and just take the hotel money. Yeah, Dylan worked with him, and B- Dylan said that he Mick Foley got paid half in cash, half in egg sandwiches. <laughs> he only ate egg salad sandwiches from Tim Hortons because those were the cheapest ones. Sounds good, and they're the most delicious ones. Egg salad's not hard to fuck up. Mayonnaise, egg, salt. Those um, are three good things. You mash oh, them you together, and you're white. No, <laughs> no, no seasoning. Goddamn right. <laughs> Absolutely. No seasoning. Don't even get I don't in the neighborhood a seasoning. I don't like it when they mash it up. I like all the ingredients just laid out on a, on a counter and then I just want to eat deconstructed. No, just I, I I'm I'm impatient. <laughs> that's what I do all the time is they've called it deconstructed sandwiches or whatever, but that's where you literally you just eat the ingredients instead of the sandwich and it should just be called exactly just impatient caveman yeah. eating. Impatient boy. Mm, it's really deconstructed because I don't even open the bag. I just grab into the plastic and eat some of the plastic. Um, 
all I'm doing is eating plastic. That's why I feel this way. Oh, so really? He's, he's, oh, yeah. No. John's wasted off of eating plastic last night. Uh, oh, yeah. So he's in Gary Young. Is he, he debuts in CWA and Gary Young's yeah. Stud Stable, which. Stud. That, uh, that's what this these podcast should be called. These guys will fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, by the way, here's why they're bad guys. They'll fucking, not only will they fuck your wife, they'll get her fucking pregnant one shot, one Exactly kill. correct. Yeah, yeah. And they will be finishing that last beer you have in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Those leftovers you were saving? Fuck you. They ate them. Just threw them out. I didn't even eat them. them. <laughs> I just threw them out. <laughs> you should know better than to eat noodles two days later. Fuck you. Guess what? Guess what, Ted? I came over to your house. I petted your dog, and I got his leg going. You can't get your dog's leg going. Fuck you, Ted. Hey, Ted. That's what I think of you, Ted. That's good. That was our first filmed fart. Oh, my God. This That's the worst. This smart fart smells like turnips. Oh, my word. For those of you, classic sh- podcast, but John is also recording this next to a sleeping man, and with every part of me, I want the sleeping man to get up not to the podcast, but because that fart smells so bad. I mean, if you think that two comedians on the road together who had a lot of draft beer haven't turned this room into basically just oh, a draft beer. <laughs> yeah, oh, for... fuck. Oh, yeah, buddy. It isn't. Oh, man. Good for you, though. I feel draft like hell. beer. <laughs> Why are you drinking draft? Draft in England, though? Like, that's a thing. Uh, very talented comedian Chris Martin is uh, there as well, and he's... um. He's used to good draft beer in England. Like the yeah, pump. he's not used to. He's not he's used not, to. Yeah. We went to a place called Star Bar yesterday, where uh, a ge- a gentleman was drinking Quavassier and kept asking and asked Chris about me. Is your friend floating? And then Chris just went, "He's floating." <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know, but I think um I think either that guy was drunk or I was drunk. Either way, I'm floating, baby. Um, all right. The year it's the year middle to late eighties. McFoley has been beaten up on television by the Dynamite Kid, and now he's in the Southern um, territories, making a name for himself as a lovely boy heel, just flipping over things and then landing on his head and not crying. Welcome to McFoley establishing himself. Yeah, some people make it in the eighties, and it's really the worst time for McFoley to make it because it's like the age of everyone just doing roids and yes. not being good wrestlers. And he, if he did steroids, would probably still look weird and is a great wrestler. CWA he goes to, he also, he, this is the fun part of McFoley's career where he just takes money. Like he's in the UWF as well with Herb Abrams, which is it's a great so part good. in his book because it's like everyone else is mad about how, what this man is doing to wrestling. Like Herb Abrams is making a mockery of it. And Mick Foley's like, who cares? And then he just like loses a match to Herb Abrams. He's like, who gives a shit? This guy's paying us tons of money. I mean, but also, even better, he's one of the guys who always gets paid by Herb Abrams. I should say that. The thing, well, this is the thing with Mick Foley is he's a very nice man, but then it seems like if you step out of line payment wise one time, yeah. you are getting Cactus Jack ECW promo, but with an actual gun on the table. Um, the other thing I remember of the Herb He's also Abrams. sober around drunk people, which we mentioned, but that is very important to stay sober around drunk people. That's that is superpower when wrestling is, you know. Yeah, if you're sober around drunk people, that means you remembering everything, and also you have a certain level of power because they just remember you being right because you were the sober guy <laughs> when they were all drunk. <laughs> that is very. Wait a minute, you knew how to one shot buy that pizza. This guy's a genius. Yeah, yeah, you wait a minute. You could drive your car and you're not concerned about it. You are a bad motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he takes the he takes the goddamn money in the UWF. He's, of course, in the late days of WCCW. He really gets a taster course of what being sad is. Yeah, but what's interesting is that clearly he's fueling McFoley. It's also that thing of he's the young guy around all these old guys. So it's also like his style, the Cactus Jack style, would really stand out because you're getting like... You're getting, you know, Bob Orton at the end of his career, Don Morocco at what the end of what should have been their careers. And then they're going other places and talking about like, oh, UWF is fucking crazy. And like that guy was just wearing cocaine and then eating cowboy boots. Also, there was this young boy named Mick Foley and his finishing move is that he just um, uh, shits in the ring until it's blood and skeletons. Yes. And also he, he basically makes his bones as a jobber because he'll take the nasty plunge. Yes. Which is he... Gets hit off the apron, dives back, smacks his head, and then curls up at a ball so the blood... And he does that every night for like... It's 
so fucked insane. up. Yeah, it's also so fucked up because in his book he talks about that so flippant. He talks about more. He talks more about the girls he dated than that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he's very flippant about the nasty plunge, but then is like, I was dating this girl. She had kids. Those kids made me buy them sodas when we went to a fast food place. I would have preferred if they got waters. <laughs> that was the last date we went on because I don't spend four bucks on nobody. Yeah, you don't need to spend money on drinks. Everyone knows that. I have a cachet of money I've allotted for my real kids, and ma'am, you will be not seeing that money. Yeah, and one of them I will force to work for the company I worked for for years. <laughs> exactly. But at WCCW, he's uh, billed as Cactus Jack Manson. I know, it's so weird. In Skandor Akbar's stable of just like, these guys are bad, I'm Welcome, fired. it's me, Skandar Akbar. I have a voice that is clearly not my actual voice, but for some reason... It is Skandar Akbar. Still mad at the Von Eriks. For Hello, everyone. I forget why. My name is Skandor Akbar. I'm clearly an Italian man, but I pretend to be from a country <laughs> I don't know about. <laughs> I just love the all-around evil characters. Like Skandor I know. Akbar, just like, I, I ran out on a cab fare just now. Ah, ha, ha. Yeah. Evil. Uh, usually when I go to a grocery store, I'll purchase up all of the about-to-be-ripe avocados and all the ripe avocados. Skandor Akbar. <laughs> I need money to buy all the PlayStation 5s in this area so I can destroy them. Ha ha ha. Skandar Akbar, now mayor of this town. Condoms required for all sex, including <laughs> blowy Skandar Akbar. Condoms for married people, no condoms for unmarried people. Yes. Finish inside. I have people who monitor that type of thing. A lot of money, not much to do. It's too far with your Skandor Akbar. It's too far. Well, thanks, man. But he gets put into WCW because they notice, hey, this guy might fucking actually kill himself. Yeah, WCW is like, hey, we need someone to watch our television. And they're like, well, that guy might. And they're like, all right, well, let's hire him. He'll be on the television and then he'll watch the show. And they're like, cool. Welcome aboard, Mick Foley. It's fun to think of like how little they really paid attention to WCW in 1990. And just imagine like if the, the like the Turner executives didn't even have phones to distract them and they still just didn't pay attention to anything. That's very funny. Yeah, they didn't. The Turner executives didn't want to know anything about that company, didn't want anything to do with that company. And you can really tell in that period, they just didn't have anything to do with the company. Like, they're like, why are you hiring? Because this is the Jim Cornette booking years. This is Jim Hurd, who was like hired because he like briefly was a producer of wrestling. And by the way, I think gave a shoot interview with Conrad Thompson that I watched a trailer of. And my God, has that that man has aged so much better than any wrestler like i got 100%, news because all he does is like pizzas and he doesn't give a shit about shit i guarantee he doesn't remember jim Cornette and doesn't know why he's being yelled at all the time i think there was like um kip fry was another guy who he was in wcw executive but there's these guys that well kip for, kip for, kip fry was after Jim heard and Kip Fry's thing was like, we'll just make it Hollywood. We'll do big cinematic production also. And this is why McFoley loved Kip Fry. Everyone's getting a bonus. You're getting a bonus. You're getting a bonus. And so McFoley yeah. was like, I'll tell you why it's called Cactus Jack. Cactus are green. I like money. McFoley. Yeah. And this is finally he gets into WCW after years of just killing himself on the independence. Um, and WCW also. The schedule is really light, and they'll let you still work indies, which comes up later. Yeah, he still well, works in like Mexico because he needs like a bassinet for his kid, and they're like, "All right," and then he gets pissed dumped on him. Great part yeah, of it. Yeah. Wasn't that Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico seems like the place where they dump piss. Sorry, on. it is Puerto Rico. Yes. Yeah. If you he worked there, uh, Bruiser Brody got murdered, and then he showed up, and he was like, "Hey, there's a spot open, isn't there?" Yeah. Hey, I'll do it for half the, the blade. Can... <laughs> and he was <laughs> just mopping up the blood. He's just imagine like, that's done too. Pay me fifteen bucks for that. I'm the janitor. Yeah, can, you, can you not pay me in knife wounds like you did with Bruiser Brody? Um, <laughs> that wasn't his payment. Oh, I think it. I think. Well, then why? Why did? Why is he so happy being asleep? 
Did you hear that? I'm going to say this. Of, of making fun of anyone in wrestling, making fun of Mick Foley, it, this one is the hardest because I'm afraid he's going to hear it and then he'll think we're bad, rude boys. I'm sure he won't. You know what? You're 100% correct. <laughs> no, Dylan, Mick are you going to send it to That'd be crazy. Yeah. Also, I don't think be... we're making fun of him. Oh, wait, we did. We just said he watched Bruiser Brody die and then was only... <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? We, what you, I, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome forgetful Dylan to the program, a new character that I hate, where Dylan doesn't remember that 30 seconds ago he intimated that his favorite wrestler was murdered and he flew to Puerto Rico to be like, well, 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 I hear that this territory he requires... Another bearded, long-haired wrestler. <laughs> well, the problem with Mick Foley is he is six four, and I think people forget that is like this guy is very big. Like if he yeah. came around now, one, he's another one of those guys where you don't think about it. But it's like his finisher would like be the choke slam, and he'd be a I power mean, guy. But he's Mick you Foley. Keep, you keep saying that. I don't think Mick Foley would. You couldn't make the guy. He is the flattest ass. He can't be a power guy. He's just too big. No, Dylan, you're crazy. Everyone knows that a power wrestler has to have a defined ass. You think so? That's right. They have to have a lovely, a lovely badonkadonk. That's where the power comes from. For the power slam, the strength is held in the cheeks. <laughs> you think so? Well, look at Bradshaw. Bradshaw's got a flat ass. No, he doesn't. He has a pert, nice. It's oh, it's, really? It's like Nicki Minaj it's, back it, there. Exactly. It's hiding. It's subtle, Dylan. It's a subtle ass, but it's there. It's there. It's there for. <laughs> For peeking at or whistling at or just thinking about. Ooh. So John, WCW, Brad, John Bradshaw Layfield, not a good man. Got a good ass. He's got a good ass. So he uh, Cactus Jack debuts in WCW. Uh, he attacks Sting. Yes, he does. And uh, they really had a chance to make, because I remember as a kid hearing about Cactus Jack in WCW. <laughs> like I knew about these guys in WCW Sting, Vader, Cactus Jack. Yes, no, absolutely. It was uh, Cactus Jack was all, like it was almost that thing of like he. You just heard about him, then you saw him, and it was like that thing of like, oh my god, that's what like he looked like a bad guy henchman from a Saturday morning cartoon. Mm -hmm. So that's why he was. It was the idea that they never got a Hulk Hogan Cactus Jack program is pretty crazy because that would have been it. Never would have worked because Hogan would have been like, I don't know, brother. How about you take the Nestle plunge 11 times and then I just win the match without going to the ring? I feel like is what would have happened. But Hulk my Hogan God. hits him with a big right hand and then Cactus Jack stabs himself in the kidneys. Exactly. Oh, yeah. How do I sell this better? Yeah. I, I guess we're going the Brody way. I guess we're going the Brody way. Nick was her DL. But this is the thing is like he the way he gets over is so unique because he gets over by not even just selling like rick flair does but also like taking the moves and kind of relying on the fact that people do in the end know wrestling is fake and they're like okay everything else was fake because like that guy drop kicked that guy clearly that would never happen in a fight but that fall was real yeah exactly mick foley is uh, something that we've touched a lot on the program is one of the masters of that for one second a wrestling fan can go i know none of this is this is all predetermined nonsense that guy <laughs> I understand this is nonsense. Yeah. I am aware you guys are up to tomfoolery. That said, me like. Me like very much. And in the wrestler review tradition, it's like, I just watched the Dark Side of the Ring on Nick Gage, which I don't know if you've watched that. I haven't watched it yet. I was too busy partying, hardying. But don't worry. You, know, you have basically created some sort of wall around my enjoyment because in exactly 32 minutes, I will get back into that bed. And I will watch the dark side of the ring with Nick Gage and fall asleep. Can you spoon Chris Martin and make him watch it too? Um, I can do you one better. I can. Um, he can spoon me. Okay. And then, we but while asleep, it. so you force him to spoon you, and he's yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's smaller than you, so it'll be weird. That's good. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get in his bed, and he's gonna love backpack me, baby. <laughs> But and he starts in WCW, and it's really like all these early WCW guys, like Regal, like Austin, they're a victim of the constant changes in upper management. Because yeah. Ric Flair does not like Cactus Jack. No, of course not. Because like, if, if it was stand-up comedy, Ric Flair is Jerry Seinfeld, and Cactus Jack is like a fucking weird clown that just won the Edinburgh's best show award. Do you know what I mean? Like they're so different in terms of styles. Yeah. Cause Ric Flair is like what they, Ric Flair is what they, Ric Flair is the old oh, school. And then Nick Cactus Jack is just 
the new skew. Well, what's funny is Ric Flair got similar shit from young, like older guys, because it's like you shouldn't bump that much. You're you're too you're telegraphing it. It's and then you know Mick Foley is the next evolution of that, which is um, you shouldn't be you shouldn't do that as a bump because you just jumped out of a speeding car and landed on your spinal cord. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> stop! Stop running! Stop diving out of a plane with no parachute and yeah, just yeah, hitting yeah. the ground and being yelling, "I can take it! I can take it!" Yeah, stop just showing up at uh, at swimming pools, ordering everyone out, and then filling them with toasters and jumping in. Um, also, the thing is, is that Ric Flair, uh, hilariously, and McFoley both got over for the same reason, which was they both just did crazy ass bumps, and then people remembered them, and then they became very popular. Yeah, and they're psycho promos too. Oh, oh yes, and they're psycho promos, and also they um, the to make the world balance, they both have to exist in the same company because one is the least cheap person and one is the most cheap person. I do, and we will. I guess get some closure on this in the. I guess we'll do Mick Foley final because that's the weirdest one, and we'll get to talk about when Mick Foley wrestled Ric Flair in a hardcore match in TNA, and the world cried. Yeah, and that was I think their last match for both of them. Of course, they neither. They're both immobile. Yeah, good. That's how I like my wrestling matches. I like it the best when it's really old wrestlers that I love, and they should have retired ten years ago. And they are they're putting on the trunks. Trunks. The trunks are blousing. It's my favorite. <laughs> They're blousing? I mean, Mick Foley didn't wear trunks past almost this era. Yeah. Oh, no. Mick Foley, Mick Foley definitely is one of those guys that was like, there's certain things I'm looking for in this world, and one of those is comfort. Yeah, the funny thing about Mick Foley, once he makes it, is most wrestlers are like, oh, I get to win all my matches now? Mick Foley's like, I'm done with tights. It's on to sweats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the thing is, is, most wrestlers are like, I'm the world champion. Um, now I'm going to be able to buy a house. Mick Foley's like, I'm the world champion. Uh, now I really don't need to work out. <laughs> I am done working out, and I am done wearing not my own shirts, because if I wear this shit on TV, I can write it off. Boom. Written off everything I own. Can I drive my own car down to the ring? I want to write that off twice this year. Yeah, that's why he uh, he had those two other kids is that he wanted to be able to say baby in a promo, and then he could write off their entire childhood expenses. <laughs> so WC let's quickly touch on some WCW feuds, um, and then, of course, you we know, weird should we just take a break first? No, I, we can run through, because the, it's, sort of, it's, it's good. We'll take a break right before the feud with Vader, which is, and we can do okay. it quick, which is he debuts, he's brought in as basically to be a lower-level adversary for Sting. He's brought in with Abdullah the Butcher, and it's awesome. This is like the one highlight of WCW at this time is Sting is facing off against Rick uh, Rick Rude and the Dangerous Alliance. And then uh, Lex Luger has brought in Abdullah and Cactus Jack just to fuck with him. And it really sets up Sting as like a conquering hero. Yeah, they uh, one thing I really, really like about this. Um, sorry, is um, once Ric Flair goes to WCW today, Junior. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Uh, once once Ric Flair goes to WWF, they really just not having him creates a vacuum for heels for Sting, and you get some new people, and everyone's like, "Ooh, new guys! Thank God!" And then Ric Flair comes back and beats Vader immediately, which everyone loves because Ric Flair's great. But it's like at some point, like just don't have this guy anymore. I don't know. Like, I and Ted Turner will never refuse Ric Flair, and you should never refuse. Obviously, if you view wrestling as a TV show, which all these executives do, it's like, why? of course, your star of the show is Ric Flair. And of course, yeah. your star of the show then becomes Hulk Hogan. But it's not a TV show. It's TV and sports. So you need new stars. Otherwise, it stops being believable. It's very funny WC, that you've actually hit very much on to what was WCW's underlying problem under Turner, which is basically they're like, we have one star and they pick it and then they build everything around it. And then... When that person leaves, doesn't show up, just wants to take a day off, they're like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Well, it's this thing where it's like, it's the viewing it as a television property, where of course, like if you have a TV show, I think I've said this before, but like if you have a TV show and then Sylvester Stallone joins the cast, like the star is now Sylvester Stallone. But if you're presenting it as like a sports property every single week, you can't have Sylvester Stallone be the star because he's a fucking 68-year-old man. Yes, absolutely correct. Young guys. He's also a boxer, not a wrestler. It wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> That's totally true. 
Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that. Sylvester Stallone actually is a bad example because I do believe Sylvester Stallone would take a year's worth of steroids each week just so he was cyborg strong and could do whatever the Young Bucks did. Absolutely, because the thing you have to remember about Sylvester Stallone, starving to death, appearing in softcore pornos, and they're like, all you have to do is sign this piece of paper and we will make your script rocky. You just won't be in it. And that man believed in himself so much. He's like, no, you got to let me be in it because the world needs an actor that cannot talk and who will will also, for some reason, age in a way where it looks like he's always wearing mascara. And he won the Oscar for Rocky in the only case of a man being illiterate. For writing. For writing. Exactly. But like the only illiterate man to win an Oscar. Do you want to know how he got a meeting with MGM for that script? This is the I find this fascinating. Uh, Executive wanted their toilet. Executive wanted a... um, wanted a boxing movie and got a stack of boxing movie scripts and was reading Rocky and like all the other boxing movie script. And then he evidently was just like, why in the, this boxing movie is there three pages of him talking about turtles and talking to his turtles? Bring this man to me. I need to meet this moron. And then Sylvester <laughs> Stallone charmed him. <laughs> That's good stuff. It is very good stuff. Yes. Yeah, so it's 91 WCW. They're using that weird background. Cactus Jack keeps making rah, rah, rah noises. He uh, is in that match inside um, a steel cage that has an electric chair on it. Yes. He keeps yelling bang, bang. It's wonderful stuff. Yeah. And he's uh, really, for two years, he's a heel. Then they kind of put him down the... Is this his, his tag team with Max Payne? Was that 94? I think that's, his, that, with, that's um, his second that's his sort of second run because he like pops off he takes a break takes a, yeah he takes a little break and then he comes back yeah because max Payne is towards the end when he's then going to wcw and the like but he's introducing like the idea of actual hardcore wrestling Ve- to- and he's and he's doing it in a very subtle small way because he's at this mm. point he's now starting to go to japan he's met terry funk terry funk ah cactus what you gotta do here in japan is just to get killed and then be brought back to life by some sort of uh witch uh every time i close my eyes i can hear the screams of all the children i've ignored Mick, but <laughs> We're going to make $1,100 tonight, so we better get to it. <laughs> yeah, that's the interesting thing about watching all those old death matches. Like, wow, Cactus Cactus Jack versus Terry Funk. What a crazy match. And you look in the crowd, you're like, I don't know how they made any money on this. And Onita must have just been like, no, we're not. I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it to see men in pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's how Onita pitched it to the bank. I'm just trying to get a bunch of people to hurt themselves so I can watch. Can I have a million dollars? <laughs> I bring over a bunch of guys from America, and then they get hear me hurt. out here, they, extremely hurt by me. <laughs> what do you think? I like it. Yeah, you had me at hurt. <laughs> he just shows WCW, and he's like, "That guy, I want to stab that guy." Yeah, mm, I want. I want to hurt him, and I want to hurt him. <laughs> and I, you know, that was a fucking business pitch, if I've ever heard one, sir. <laughs> so. You get the problem where it's like, what do you do after you bring a guy in and he loses to your main star immediately? And here's what Vince McMahon always does, comedy character. Here's what WCW does. Uh, we'll have him beat Paul Orndorff in a Falls Can Anywhere match. Yeah, he beats Paul Orndorff. Uh, he starts in a program with Vader that gets really intense because how they do it is Vader basically like takes like within you know about two inches of killing Mick Foley like twice, and then they were like, all right. There we go. That's yeah, he it. kills him. Yeah, power he... bombs him so hard on concrete. Uh, Cactus Jack gets a count out victory over Vader, and this is a lot of like the way they pushed mankind was just a way, way, way better version of the way they pushed Cactus yes. Jack and Vader. They push, yeah, they push Cactus Jack. It's like if you look at everything they do with mankind, imagine that they were trying to give him CTE. That's how they build Cactus Jack in WCW. Like it's like. Um, you got to watch it because it's like they're oh. not allowed to do color, but they do so many things that are so much more harmful than cutting yourself. It's yeah, it's brutal, brutal, brutal. He loses an ear at a house show in the middle of all of this. This is like, Watts, right? This is Bill Watts. No, this is after Bill Watts. This is starting to be Eric Bischoff because this is concrete like they're concrete. No mats. 
Or no, because the power bomb is the power bomb Vader does, which is insane, by the way, if you watch it. He pulls the mats back, power bombs him on concrete, and you hear his head. And then Jim Ross obviously sells it like this man is dead because he, he could w- easily have died. Yeah, because Jim Ross is thinking his friend is dead. <laughs> Jim- <laughs> oh my god, my friend is dead. Who oh else will I go to a barbecue place and he'll get a water and I'll get everything else on the menu? Oh, who else will ask me to dinner and then clarify who's paying? <laughs> Just so you know, you're paying. <laughs> yeah. You got to pick the restaurant, Jim, so you're paying. I don't know why Terry Funk's there, too. Oh, this is the part where what is the... what? Oh, so they uh, powerbomb them on concrete. What would you do after that, John? What would you uh, do after that angle? I would do a bunch of comedy vignettes involving uh, a little person called, what was the little person called? Like Sneaky Pete or something. And then I'd have him blow up a boat. That's what they do. Instead of just being like, wow, this guy got murdered. He came back and he's still fighting. He's still fighting strong. That's literally like they did the hell in the cell angle. They throw Foley off the top of the cell. And then afterwards, it's like, now he has a friend that only he can talk to. Yeah, no, it would be like if at the end of the Hell in the Cell angle to revive Mick Foley, they had Too Cool come out and dance, and then Mick Foley like <laughs> started it, dancing. Yeah, it started. That would be good though. That you just made it way better. You blocked out for a sec. I have no idea if you said anything. Oh no, I didn't. Sorry, we were both being very polite to each other. Have fun editing that, Dylan. You fucking punk bitch. Um, and then also ECW and WCW start co-promoting. For some reason, I still can't figure out why they did this. I think it was to settle some sort of lawsuit, but no one knows what it was. What lawsuit or why? Uh, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman sued them for something weird, and then they were like, "He was like, you could pay me or give me Cactus Jack, essentially, and a couple was, other guys." Like he got Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan. But wait, but, but this was this over his employment or was this something else? I'm sure it was something very lawyery that yeah oh his dad yeah, yeah, came yeah, up yeah. with where it was like here's something you can sue a major corporation for and they will have no want to take it to court at all well it's racism is how cactus jack got it is he was like bill watts is an anti-semite and he was discriminatory against me and the wcw lawyers for turner were like what was that name and he was like bill watts and they were like you're right yep what would you yeah. like okay well what proof do you have of that uh, he wrote it on all my checks. I do not like you. You are a Jewish man. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's usually we mail those checks. He delivered them personally to your house. Yeah. 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 And every everyone was in a copy of Mein Kampf. Oh, yeah, yeah. OK. Well, if that's not enough evidence for you, here's a letter he wrote me. Dear Paul Heyman, it's me, <laughs> the, the Jew hater, Bill Watts. <laughs> William Cornwallis Watts. Yeah, William Cornwallis. Cornwallis is, of course, Southern Patois for I do not like those Jewish men. I do not like them near my hands. <laughs> Here's a bunch of poetry and full books I've written about how much I do not like you, the Jewish people. Yeah, so, here, is a, here is a drawing of me fucking your mom and then followed by a drawing of me throwing up into a goddamn crick after having sex with your mom, Bill Watts. <laughs> so... Here's the fucking thing we're going to fucking do. We're going to fucking. Oh, my God. The swearing is so turning me on. Shit. Fuck. No, Dylan. No, I could barely contain myself. Come, come, come. All right. We're going to take a break. And then we're going to come back and talk about after it was during a feud. Now, after their official feud, when they have a match and Mick Foley gets his ear ripped off and they still are like, ah, we're good. We're not going to promote this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It might be a bit weird if we promote that. So how about you just leave? Icky, icky, sticky, dicky. Bye. Come back. Come back after the break. See if I'm still hungover. I will be. Dylan God, what's happening with you? Wow. I'm Dylan God. I'm a father now. He's broken and divorced. We both need money. Yeah, we for doctors and for prostitutes. Dylan, uh, formula and prostitutes. Yeah, and doctors. How good I was at sex, because that's how doctors <laughs> Yeah, work. with those prostitutes. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Five bucks gets you access to exclusive episodes. More than that, better things. But five bucks is the base, motherfuckers. Yeah. If you don't like that, rate, subscribe, and review. It helps us out, too. Five stars is the only thing that helps. Less than five stars makes us seem... Like, we're bad for some reason because the world is weird now. Also, if you have some, there's a lot of people that feel we're too political for a rest. Delicious.
Dylan's Oh, yeah. For those who don't know what we were talking about the break, Dylan, just to let me know that we weren't be editing anything. So I just want to let you know all of the things I've said in the previous portion of this episode, Dylan made me do it. Dylan yeah, yeah, made yeah. me do it. John Hastings still with his fucking sick ass fucking nail polish on. Bam. 1994. Yeah. Let's do this. No shirts, no sleeves. Should I just get, you know what, actually, John, you say something about. Um, so you say something about Mick Foley. I'm going to fucking take my shirt off, too. Fuck yeah, bro. Uh, so it's 1994 Mick Foley. Oh, yeah, this is going to be hot. Uh, for those of you listening at home, Dylan is currently taking off his crusty burger shirt, and I assume is about to unveil. Oh, yeah, baby. The second half is just us in sleeveless shirts. Yeah. Now I feel like I'm yelling at my wife. <laughs> this is good. Oh, Chris Martin, comedian Chris Martin, still sleeping. Really? Can you check and see if he has a boner now? No, he is awake, and I'm going to tell you. He's less of my friend right now because I'm definitely raising his way. Yeah, you're really putting whoa, uh, stress on your friendship. I, and I'll tell you who else put stress on their friendship, Eric Bischoff and Mick Foley, because it was 1994. Good. Thank you very much for that segue. It was fun. It was 1994. Eric Bischoff was like, wait, what? what do you, how do you want to promote this next series of matches with Vader? And Mick Foley's like, you know how I used to have two ears? I now have one here. He legitimately ripped my ear off. And Eric Bischoff was like, a lot of this, not a lot of that. That's what I see. Yeah, but we don't want to feature you. And they catch a lot of shit for this, but this is this like WWE has now done this like 600 times where it's like, hey, I'm Zack Ryder. I built a fan base from scratch on YouTube. And it's like, oh, that's a good idea. We should have a better YouTube page. Oh, no, but like I have people that care about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, yeah, yeah. It makes Vince McMahon is like, you know who cares about me? I do. I think you're a little fucking loser. So how about we do this angle? You win a title that I make up, and then I get to fuck you real style on TV. Uh, yeah, this, this is by the way why Dylan really screwed up his WWE writer interview because he kept pitching a show. He kept pitching an angle where he just gets to watch Sheamus shower. <laughs> no, I think that would have been fine. Yeah, and then you're and you're jacking your little dick. Exactly. That's actually <laughs> honestly what I had. Ha 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 ha. And you come, but it's poop. Exactly. <laughs> you're reading my mind, Vince. Ha ha. You're good, Dylan. You, you can write all Roman stuff. I'll tell you very much. This is very true. Is that if you meet Vince McMahon, you and him are becoming best friends. Like he would get such a hoot out of you, where you're just like, I don't know. And then I just took a shit, and he's like, Ha ha. You shit. You're a shitter. <laughs> <laughs> Once he once I farted and it was because of chili, a combination of chili and protein powder, I assume he'd be like, you're Shane now. You switch names. That's Dylan yeah. Dot. You're Shane McMahon. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. Shane, go live with Dylan's wife and kid. All Dylan, right. Cool. You-, you get to fire first of those things first. You got to fuck Shane's wife. That's official. That's how you become my son. Yeah, and I gotta watch. I want to see it again. It was I can't. I can't react to anything because <laughs> of all the facial surgery. But let me know this. I'm smiling or trying to. Yeah, I write. I write the word smile now. That's how people know I'm smiling. <laughs> so they do put them into like Texas death matches, and um, around this time they also have that nasty boys match. Oh my god! If any, if you haven't seen the m- match where it's a Chicago street fight where they put Max Payne in Cactus Jack after they of course killed Cactus Jack when they had a chance to make him a really good uh, face, they kill him. <laughs> they put him in a with Max Payne where it's like, hey, this guy uh, has almost Max killed Payne, himself on behalf Max of the Max Payne, company. by the way, is, I always think, he might be Max Payne to Dylan, but to me, he's always going to be Man Mountain Man, Rock. Yes, and they literally try the exact same bad character in the WWF and WCW with him. It's pretty good. Where he's like, oh, thank God, I'm in the WWF. They're like, all right, how about this? You love Rock. Yeah. He's like, well, I did that in WCW and it sucked. Yeah, yeah, we don't like you. Yeah, 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 but here you're going to have a guitar-shaped I like our logo. Yeah, you're playing our logo. It's fucking sick. Yeah, I, I hope he was able to keep that guitar. That was so fucking badass. That would actually be the fucking best, wouldn't it? He could sell that guitar for so much money now. I mean, where is fucking Elias with that guitar? Get Elias that guitar. Get Elias well, that guitar. That's actually sweet. Yeah, man. But him and Man Mountain Rock wrestle the Nasty Boys, and the Nasty Boys are like, oh, a match with guys who will just acquiesce to whoever we want. Let's fucking kill them. And yeah. they just fucking murder these guys. Yeah, absolutely. Like, is it Mick Foley's thrown off of a fucking thing, isn't he? Yeah, he's thrown off of the um, he's thrown off of the ramp because they had that cool ramp. And that's one funny thing that like ECW hated WCW. 
Um, obviously, like it was like you could go to WWF, that's fine, but w- WCW is unconscionable. But they both had that ramp. AEW has the ramp too, where it's the ramp straight from the entrance. I, sh- I think that ramp is so cool. And they obviously toss Mick Foley off the ramp, of and course. they don't even catch his fall because they didn't like tell any yeah, it's cameraman. Du- it's it WC- just you see a guy, man. It looks like a guy going overboard. And you yeah, see it's your smack. It's WCW in the early '90s with Mick Foley. Like they only they only watch the footage now and are like, we should have held that guy to the back. Yeah, I made him drive me back to the hotel, and he was bleeding from the head and neck. Yeah, uh, you've just been through a serious fall, Mister Foley. What you're gonna do is move your me- neck a ton to make sure it works. Just fucking move your neck around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. slop that thing around, buddy. Is uh, there any fluid coming out of your one good ear? Is it uh, cloudy in consistency? Yeah, you can go ahead and drink that. That shouldn't be important. <laughs> what you want to do is uh, also, you're going to want to go to sleep immediately, all right? Just yeah, go yeah. to sleep now. Take as many sleeping pills as you think is healthy and mix that with alcohol. And then, mm-hmm. what? and I can't stress this enough, do not tell anyone where you are. Don't let them check on you. Do you have a headache? All right, good. Drink a bottle of whiskey right now, straight up. Yeah. That's how yeah. you cure a concussion. That's how you know it's healing. The harder it hurts and the less memories you have, that's that's because your body is getting is remo- is is eating the memories for power to heal. <laughs> your body is removed. So 1994 is like the year where it's like officially we don't give a dick's ass about this fucking Cactus Jack guy. So they let him go to ECW for a spell where he wrestles Sabu, which is like this is where the f- Q is just a young man in a teenager. Yeah. How old do you think Q is right now? Of well, Ron Watkins. He's my age. He's nine years old right now. Ron Watkins is nine wonderful years old. The internet is just flowering. And mm. one of the first champions of internet wrestling is Cactus Jack because he's done all this cool shit. You can really get behind him. And 94 to uh, this 94 to 96 period, just before he gets into WWF, is where he makes his entire name for himself because we get to talk about the really fun stuff where it's Cactus Jack and ECW, where he starts out doing dream matches with Sabu. Um, he's, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, run, he's running around. Kevin Sullivan. He's teaming with Kevin Sullivan. He's making amazing promos all of the time. Basically, yeah, he leaves WCW, and this is where Mick Foley just like figures out, like, oh, I can be an incredibly endearing, passionate, interesting, introspective man, and also talk about cutting people's heads off a lot. Let's do this. I didn't know until I did the research for this that he ended up in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. This shocked me. Yeah, is that on, is that in his book? I read his book I a th- long time ago, but I don't think it is. I don't think it is because it's probably like so unremarkable. Like he's what he's doing in ECW is like, first of all, he is involved in 1994 ECW, which is like really the, the best beginning. ECW. It's the best yeah. ECW. Like it's actually it's the ECW you want. It's like, first of all, Sandman isn't so drunk that he can't wrestle. Tommy Dreamer still has a body, and it's like the it's like when the Raven feud's getting off the ground. Everyone's trying, and everyone's yeah. discovering oh. like, like this new everyone, type of wrestling. Everyone's discovering a new type of wrestling and all the wrestlers are just discovering pain pills. So you've got like two to three years before it's just like, let's watch ECW. Oh my God. It's a just incredible versus Sandman in a, we both took Perkadan match. They are, they're pissing themselves. They're pissing. <laughs> 1995 ECW, of course, where uh, Cactus Jack is doing, uh, just trying to get back into WCW is great. Oh yeah. It's very good. Uncle Eric. He's, I, that's the shirt I want them to pro wrestling tease to make the most, which is just his weird uh, airbrush drawing of Eric Bischoff. That's something that would really, really do well in any other company now is if, if like some character was just like who, Kurt Hawkins in Impact Wrestling. He's just whole character was he wants to get back into WWE. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that they I'm surprised they haven't actually done that. If they did that character at in AEW, people would lose their shit. This is the thing where it's like they take all these weird things from ECW. Most companies do, but they no one's really taken this of just openly being like, this place sucks. I want to go to the other place. Yeah. And ma- but I guess and no promotion since this has been as over as ECW. Like without. Question. Yeah, because no promotion also was what you were tuning into. Like it's that sort of the problem yeah. with ECW at a certain point is the fans were literally they're tuning in to watch the whole thing. It gets weird. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of had to die because there was only so many times you could tune in to just see ECW things. 
Yeah, because the thing is, is ECW things also got incorporated into other more mainstream wrestling companies and stuff like that. So it, it's one of it becomes that sort of thing of it was original and amazing and different two years ago. But by the time you hit 97 and 98 in ECW, you're like, I could watch this or I could watch this being done by a better person in the WWF. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying. I mean, would, to distract from that, but like, uh, I don't know, Rob Van Dam, like the way they presented Rob Van Dam in ECW is still... I think one yes, of the most Rob unique. Van, but Rob Van Dam got injured for over a year, and yeah. also besides Jerry Lynn and Rhino, like they ran out of opponents for him. Where it was like towards the end, it was like it's a Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn in a this match is the entire card match. It's gonna they're gonna take a break and get super stoned and do it again. Match. <laughs> I know, but like what I'm saying is the way they pushed Rob Van Dam was like you didn't even need another wrestler. The match against him and Scotty Anton, I think, is one of the most awesome promotional things I've ever seen because it's like, it's not even Rob Van Dam. Is Rob Van Dam going to win? It was, hey, what's the Van Terminator? You're going to see this cool move. And in the that- age of social media, that would be even more insane because it'd just be like previews of him like starting to do the move and be like, what the fuck is he going to do, man? Who knows? I mean, I said it before and I'll say it again. The Van Terminator uh, may have been innovated by Rob Van Dam, but it was perfected by Shane McMahon. Yes, it was. I think we can all agree, Shane McMahon, especially when he broke Test's foot because he couldn't make it all the way across the ring because he's too good. fat. It's very he, good. Te- Test was holding a garbage can and still just was like, okay, I'll just put my feet all the way across the ring and essentially he just jumped over the rope. I mean, Shane McMahon, he hit some of them good, but mostly not good. He hit the one on Vince pretty good. I just also hate that they call it, what, Coast to Coast? Or it's in stereo. Yeah, that's dope. There's also the great Cactus Jack match where uh, in 95 WCW where, um, or ECW, sorry, where uh, Sandman's knocked unconscious and then he keeps on kicking out and oh yeah, he got hit. Foley has to knock him completely out to try and end the match and it just doesn't work. It's great. Yeah, there's that. There's also the match between him and Terry Funk in ECW, which a fan got lit on fire. A better. Oh yeah, this is the chairs. The chairs being thrown on the ring was that was Terry Funk was. Chairs being thrown in the ring with Terry Funk and Cactus. I need a yeah. chair against Public Enemy. Like this is the thing. This is ECW in '94 was so good it carried ECW until the year 2000. Yeah, and '95 you get the Kane Dewey promo, of course, where it's like he's the first guy to change to turn on ECW and be like, "This kind of wrestling is fucking stupid," which is crazy because while he's doing these promos of like. I cannot believe you would say that about my son. This type of wrestling is disgusting. I want to go back to WCW and make money and be safe. He's in IWA Japan and a, and this is the thing that people forget. Not only the exploding ring death matches, but like a na- a bed of nails match. Oh, he's in and so it, much. Like, and a part of it, and a part of it is like a part of that book. His first book is like how to. He's like, well, the key with taking the bed of nails is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's also there's the box of glass is the other like it's it's so much stuff in that where you're like, sir, what are you doing, sir? Um, is you like death matches? It's like I don't like them. I find them very. I'm very uncomfortable. It's also like it's also Tiger Jeet Singh's just bringing a sword to the ring and just actually (laughs) never has to do anything because he knows the yakuza so well. (laughs) Yeah, just actually stabbing people like it's so crazy. Like, isn't one of the like King of the Deathmatch tournaments like Terry Funk wins his match, but after his match, um, Tiger Jeet Singh just stabs him with a sword. Like, like, what? (laughs) That's his Goldberg getting his heat back. It's not the spear. (laughs) It's like I get to stab you. Yeah, that's his Mean Gene Okerlund getting his heat back. Mean Gene Oakland actually uh, came up with a lot of the stuff Onita did. Yeah, yeah. No, that entire company was actually bankrolled by Mean Gene Oakland, who um, there was a flood and he lost a bunch of the evidence of his work. So he just needed to restock his collection. And he went, <laughs> this is a way to do it. Yeah. Onita found Mean Gene's journal and made a professional wrestling company. Mm-hmm. Dylan just got a text from me. It says my dong is huge. No, this, this is actually a super sick phone, though. Look at that. Was it three cameras? Yeah, it's three. Can- it's the new Samsung. Uh, this thing is really good. It really is very good at taking pictures of me with various things in front of my genitals. That's cool. So, obviously, IWA Japan. This is where he makes his bones. Where it's like some people do. This is the weird thing about the, in the grand scheme of things. Some people do death matches for years and are just like whatever. But Cactus Jack gets to do them for two years and makes an entire career off them. Can he mm-hmm. walk? No. No. But I honestly think that 
the WCW doing the Nasty Plunge and the fucking Nasty Boys throwing them out of sight on a concrete. All these things contributed far more to him not being able to walk than these death matches did because death matches are more about just getting cut and maimed than it is actually hurting your body. Yeah, the reason why he has like weird marks all over his arms and legs um, and probably doesn't have like hair that grows in patchy is because of his time working for Onita. Um, the fact that his hips make a grinding noise, that responsibility is on the doorstep of one Mark Calloway. Yes, and also the point that a lot of these 90s guys and 80s guys make where it's like, yes, we did crazy stuff in death matches in the mid-90s, but like we did them in front of stadiums and we got paid like thousands and thousands of dollars. It's not like, I think, hey, we yeah, found we got... some guy's backyard in the middle of Texas. They're going to let us stab each other. This is one thing that I always think about wrestling, especially as like a stand-up comedian that's also struggled, is like sometimes when they look, they're like, I was really struggling. I was only making... $80,000 a year is like, <laughs> that is not struggling like you are making well above the median income and like it's just that funny thing about wrestlers where it's like it's that weird thing where it's like well because the, like one of their peers is making eight million dollars a year they're like I'm a loser it's, like, it's all yeah it's all comparative I do think about myself sometime where it's like man I'm doing still pretty good all right you know yeah. but also we don't have ancillary costs like uh, we don't have like I did stand up comedy too hard. Now I have to go to the hospital. Or you know what? I need this fucking protein powder and this creatine for fucking my look for stand up comedy. You can just look I, like dog shit's ass as you've proven, or you can look like a genetic freak like me. Yeah, genetic freak, but not in the way you think. Yeah, I have a dick on my shoulder. That is true, you do. <laughs> I have a full. It's bigger than my own dick. Oh, when I come, it's tears. I'm coming tears. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Oh, come, here comes the gum tears. <laughs> yeah, just I a could, bunch of like, I how could, many I adjectives could. can you put before match is uh, a big thing for Onita, too. Like, there's a oh, Caribbean yeah. barbed wire barricade match where it's like, what makes it Caribbean? They have to eat jerk chicken before. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, then, and there was also my personal favorite Onita match, the double exploding ring inside a swimming pool match. Or the piranhas match? Piranhas match. Where he gets also, slammed right? into piranhas. He's the weird, or just the match that Onita did, where he just re they reenacted the Bruiser Brody stabbing. That's my favorite thing Onita did. Oh no, the uh, what was it? The Passion of the Christ match, where you have to be actually hammered I to a didn't cross. Know. I that's not real. He didn't actually do <laughs> no, that. No, it's not real. Oh, but, you know I what? I mean, it would be for sure. If you think Onita didn't at one point be like, how about we nail a guy to a cross? And then just have him there and everyone exits the arena as he's nailed to a cross. You're fucking nuts. And then like some guy in the middle of Iowa is like, I'll do it. Like Darby yeah. Allen's like, mm, good idea. Yeah, uh, I've, I've been doing that actually quietly on my own for years. So now it'll be nice to make some money back on the timber. <laughs> so Cactus Jack briefly dies for a couple years, but then he comes <laughs> back uh, at Madison Square Garden to one of the biggest pops against Triple H. Yes, Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon both didn't think that anyone would know who Cactus Jack is, not realizing that they're in the ECW territory, and mm -hmm. he was huge. And Cactus Jack is... And nerds. And Pro Wrestling Illustrated. It's like they never heard of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Where it's yeah, like, but I don't think they have heard of Pro Wrestling Illustrated is the thing. But they have because it was like a Northeast thing. That was the whole... That was the whole thing about Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Yeah, but they Vince McMahon is higher... Is, is had Rey Mysterio on his books as an employee for often again on again for 20 years and didn't know what a burrito is you know what i mean he's not aware of his he does have blind spots yeah like it's one of those things where he like he has employees that are from mexico you think he might know something about the cuisine no uh like you know what I, mean? I know that's like a weird tenuous thing but he just doesn't know stuff about shit yeah, he could speak really eloquently on like a bunch of subjects, I guarantee, and then goes like, why is that cat so big and making a weird noise? And be like, that's a car, Mr. McMahon. I guarantee he doesn't know what tampons are. Like he fundamentally does mm. not know what that is. Yeah, because you just get him pregnant. That like Vincent, this is a this is another example of Vince McMahon blind spot. Uh let's fire a bunch of people because it's COVID and we're gonna lose money. Also, when we turn a record profit, we're publishing that information. Oh, they have to publish it though. It's their public company. Yeah, but you could fucking. Just we have a shareholders meeting where it's like, and how much money did you make? I'm not telling. Yeah, you fucking keep it quiet. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? T yeah, keep I'm it drunk. quiet. Don't talk to anybody. You fucking fuckhead. 
Um, so it, Cactus Jack also comes back to resolve the feud with McFoley and uh, with uh, Triple H, rather McFoley's feud with Triple H, mm-hmm. and he retires the first time uh, as Cactus Jack, closing the circle of he retires. Uh, he starts his career as Cactus Jack, and he ended his career as Cactus Jack. Truly amazing, Cactus Jack. I think the most. Um, he also came back as uh, Randy for Randy Orton. So essentially, Cactus Jack comes back to be in barbed wire matches and job to new people. Yeah, he comes back to basically lose to someone that's a friend of Triple H's. Yeah, they you want to make somebody here kill Cactus Jack on top of a cage. It's pretty sick. And during that match, I think it was like Royal Rumble 2000, Triple H gets really insanely hurt as well. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, because they they have a board. I think they have like a board. He backdrops, uh, Cacti- or Foley backdrops Triple H on a board, and there's like a piece of wood sticking out, and it just goes right into uh, Triple H's thigh. If you watch it and know what you're watching for, it's fucking disgusting. Fuck. Because it goes in like, not even pointing out, it just goes like completely enters in. This. And if I have slivers, and I'm like, oh, gross, and you gotta pick it out. And I can't imagine like, the better half of a 2 by 4 is in my leg right now. For whatever you want to say about Triple H, he's performed through some crazy shit. I don't want to say that about him. I don't want to give him any credit. I don't care for that. I thank you, Dylan, for respecting my wishes. <laughs> what is the best thing about Cactus Jack? John Hastings. Somehow not not de- didn't die. Really capitalized on his youth. Yeah, he really did. I think the best thing about Cactus Jack is his body. His body is insane. Oh, yeah. So hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy that he's... I still think it's he moves a lot better now if just old wrestling has mats. They just had mats outside the ring. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think, well, Mick Foley, that Mick Foley would never exist in new wrestling. He would have become the necro butcher or something like he, he it would have gone too far too quickly in the U S his promos are what sets him apart though, because I always thought necro butcher was a great wrestler. Like just, I loved his name. I loved like the way he came out to the ring was like wrestling death matches in without shoes is just such a fucking crazy small thing. He totally looked like a member of a fucking crazy cult, but he couldn't do promos and he wasn't very athletic. And for what even want to say about Mick Foley, like, is he, uh, athletic, like very athletic? Sorry. No, but he's deceptively athletic. Like he did, um, perfectly always did that apron elbow drop yeah no he weirdly the clothesline out of the ring he always did well um you can tell mick foley was a student athlete like he played lacrosse he was he has some acume when it comes to that his victim was just like he's one of those people who's an unassuming athlete because uh, although he is a big guy like you said he's just got a weird body yeah he's just gotta like all the trainers at the WWF always talked about it, where it's basically like it was like clay, like he, he like his, they were like he, he could just bounce, like he's it just he doesn't get hurt the same way. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think I think the best thing about him probably is his promos. Like he really set himself apart. Where he had the thing that oddly I think Eddie Guerrero did, where he was a really great wrestler for the first half of his career, and then you get this like three four years where he's a great wrestler and an, an amazing promo. And then his promos are still amazing, but just the way he wrestles isn't the same at all. It's spectacular. Yeah. And it's also, he does that same thing that Eddie Guerrero also very clearly does. And a few other John Cena actually has become very good at that is that like Mick Foley knows that he's playing off of his own reputation. So he just does enough as his career goes later on to remind you who he was but not to have to go to those extremes except for very specific circumstances like the match with edge that's in the mcfoley episode stuff like that where he just sort of he'll like hint at his past but he won't Mm -hmm. like actually relive it once again yeah and i guess the worst thing about cactus jack is i mean you can't really say it's the worst thing because the the elements of cactus jack obviously are really huge in the mankind character um when he is the Mick Foley character he's just like a, a stately old man who used to stab people and oh that's my past cactus jack's just my past it's like cactus jack is like his time in prison as this psychopath and he's like trained himself out of it but it's really it, who his time in ECW really really helped him like try new things in wrestling and i think that was really really important i guess the worst thing is like just that they you know what i don't think the worst thing is because if he doesn't get ignored in wcw in 1991 then he's just kind of this weird wcw main eventer who's around to job to hulk hogan in 1996 
Yeah, no, you're 100 percent correct. So no, everything worked out like perfectly. Like, because there's no if him Stone Cold well, Steve no, he, Austin. Like, if they make stunning Steve Austin, it's a lot like if they push Cactus Jack, where it's like we don't get Stone Cold if stunning Steve is successful. Yeah, absolutely. The, the they're both guys that couldn't for them to have, get how big they get in the very late 90s. You're 100. If they had gone any further in WCW, it wouldn't have worked because they would have been too associated with the other characters. I would say for me, the worst thing about Mick Foley or Cactus Jack would be the fact that he would get very wounded and burnt and then fly coach back from Japan. To <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Because he was too cheap to fly first class. Good for him. Yeah. Or like just too cheap to get medical care in Japan. Uh, just just tape it together. I like Dr. Lowenston in Connecticut. That is crazy to fly with like maybe blood clots where it's like, uh, if I die, I die, but I'm not spending a dollar more than six bucks. Mm, the water bottles are so expensive at the Tokyo airport. Let's go to Newark. <laughs> he just drank a bunch from the tap at home. I won't have to drink any water on the plane yeah. now. I'm good. I'll just drink it from the hose when I get back to Dewey and Noel. Yeah, I guess the I guess the worst thing is uh, just the nasty plunge. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And, uh, that this- took away from his life and his sorry i shouldn't say not his life but his um uh standard of living way more than anything else because it's just cumulative and doing it over and over and over again it's like boxing versus uh a lot of the boxing versus ufc stuff where it's like all the ufc fighters have limps and look crazy because they have to do grappling and sparring but boxers just can't talk because they spar every day yeah that's the thing yeah box well that's the thing with any sort of CT yeah head trauma sport is that it's just yeah you can see who was really talented in their 20s and 30s because by the time they get to their 60s and 70s they are sad to speak to sad 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 or your guy like George Shavala where you get hit in the head every day and you still speak eloquently for you of course yeah again yeah exactly there's a sliding scale you know what I mean like George Foreman George Foreman really proved that if you take 20 years off boxing you have a really nice rest of your life but only only uh, only the grill man can figure that out the grill man george foreman so that's fucking it for this goddamn week you whoa Um, we made it through dylan did i come across super messed up you know what i really like this because this was like a this felt like doing a podcast when we lived in england where one of us was just still fucked and the other one was like i just didn't get fucked up last night and gets to judge the other one and what do you what do you think being on the other side of this is really illuminating, John. It was good. Usually I was the one who was exhausted and <laughs> still hammered. Yeah, you really partied. There were some uh, episodes early on where I was legitimately still on drugs. Oh, yeah. The Donald Trump episode fun. that we did the day after he is elected, we're both violently, like we were in the throes of alcohol poisoning. Oh, yeah. I stayed up all night doing uh, class A's and watching The Apprentice. I didn't think that guy was going to get in. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out, Nazis, some people agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Next week, let's do Seamus, the guy I drew in the nude. Oh, yeah. Let's go watch. Yeah, Seamus. A man, I don't know why, but for some reason, Seamus considered a dick, but wrestlers won't say it out loud. 14 years this guy's been doing the exact same things. I don't even know if he has a shoot interview because he's been so... No, he doesn't close to the wwe system people can shoot should people shoot about him but he has no shoot promo but ladies and gentlemen come back next week we will do seamus i will not be hung over dylan god will be revealing the fact that he's now hosting last week tonight yeah i'm hosting last week tonight i took john oliver's job thanks so much for listening guys uh you can get us on patreon patreon.com backslash wrestler review Twitter and Instagram at Wrestler Review. You can get a get goddamn t-shirts. That link is on our bio on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Redbubble backslash people for some reason. Backslash wrestler review. You can get a fucking shower curtain with me and Gene on it for some goddamn reason. Thanks so much for listening. Curtain. Booyah, booyah, booyah. YOLO. Bye bye. <laughs>